Welcome to Inspired After Hours, your unique peek into the untold narratives of business leaders. We don't just talk business, we journey through their world, personal stories, and unique perspectives. Here we delve beyond corporate facades for intimate conversations that reveal the real life experiences of those who inspire us. Get ready to discover wisdom, extract life lessons, and fuel your own journey. Welcome to Inspired After Hours. Kendra, welcome to Inspired After Hours. So it all started with Culture Crush Business Podcast, right? It did. Awesome. And from that Culture Crush Business was born, mm-hmm. you do culture consulting, which I love. I love the, the double Cs. Yes. Culture consulting for teams and businesses who want to level up their work environment, mm-hmm. right? So one of the most fascinating things about you, though, I love this, is that you started out in the animal behavior and training scene. I did. You worked at the zoo. <laughs> I did. A it's couple so of them. It's like a dream Now job. I have them at my own house, but that's different. <laughs> I feel like at one point in, in everyone's life, they wanted to work at the zoo, right? There yes. was a point in everyone's life. I still like, do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so your journey took you to the world of training people. So from yeah. animals to people, it makes perfect sense. I'm glad you say that. Some people don't see the trend. I see it very clearly <laughs> with the animals and people. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. so many parallels. Just if you think about chihuahuas, <laughs> there's so many parallels. So why did you originally choose the field? Is it is it a field of working with animals? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was that kid, like you said, everyone kind of at some point is like, oh, I want to work with animals. And I was very much that kid. I always wanted to play with animals, take care of animals. And so in high school, I figured out how to volunteer, how to get an in when I was like 13 um, at the zoo. And so I was set and I was stuck on that trajectory and I did it, which was very cool. But then I kind of checked that box, right? And then over time is when it shifted into training people. So working with animals and training and husbandry, um, training Hmm. them to essentially take part in their own health care, which sounds weird, but it very much is teaching them to go to a spot, stand in a particular place, let a vet come and do a checkup on them so you're not having to put them under Mm -hmm. and having to put them to sleep to do that kind of stuff. So I loved being able to be part of that and part of training them to do this in a successful and non-stressful way. Mm -hmm. You became the expert, right? People came to you. Help me. How do I how do yeah. I work with this animal right now? Right? Yeah. And training them different things. Um, I trained a polar bear to play Frisbee, which sounds really cool and really fun. The purpose was not for the polar bear to play Frisbee. It was to train the polar bear that if anything fell in the enclosure to bring it back to me so that we didn't have to call a polar bear off exhibit, go in, make a big fuss. They really were just trained to bring it back. So it was a recall. So wow. being able to do all of that really fun, like hands on stuff. And That's then, the stuff you don't know yeah. that goes on behind the scenes at the zoo. There's a ton of behind <laughs> the scenes, yeah, with that kind of stuff. That's really cool. Yeah. That, is that a show? Because that, that could be a show. I think the San Diego <laughs> Zoo has a show now that does, like, behind the scenes stuff. So I did this before I was at the San Diego Zoo. But now I think they have a whole show that's, like, focused on zoo animals and behind the scenes and all of the fun stuff. What everybody's wondering right now, though, is <laughs> what was the time where the animal was supposed to do something and it did not do what it was supposed <laughs> to do that sticks out in your mind? Oh, yes. 
Um, so when I, I won't say which zoo, when I was at one of these past zoos, <laughs> um, I had an event. We had a whole family evening event. And it's parents, it's kids. We start in one area and then we take them into the zoo and like do a tour and do all kinds of activities. And we ended up having to have the families in lockdown the entire two hours because we had two hyenas that got out <laughs> and went for a walk, essentially, an unescorted walk, <laughs> essentially. And so I didn't tell any of the families until later on. And they were like, wow, like, you really kept your cool. We had no idea. But these two hyenas, like, they went for a walk. They did their own thing. They got to the end of the hill. And finally, we were able to create them and dart them and then get them back. But they weren't supposed to be out at all. <laughs> so in your in your world today where you deal with teams, leadership, businesses, mm -hmm. do you ever go, this reminds me of that time with the hyenas. Yes. But unfortunately, I can't dart them. <laughs> yes. Or put them in a crate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, to all of these, all of the above, every single day. Um, the work that I did with animals is literally the same stuff that I do with people it's communication, it's consistency, it's um, the compassion side. Like you have to have compassion for your teams for them to do the things and want to work harder for you and, and want to commit to your company. Mm -hmm. So all of the things that I did working with animals, they translate very, very yeah. well <laughs> to yeah, the because people's you can't, side. I would think with some of the animals that you worked with, you can't just look at them and say, do this, do it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you also can't do that with a lot of humans, and nor should you really want to. Like yeah. you said, compassion, empathy, um, you know, getting them to want to do things for you. Yeah. So and knowing knowing their limits, too. Like every person, every animal has their limits. Um, so I'll give you an example. We were doing a video recording with a hyacinth macaw, which is a very large macaw with a very large beak that can rip a finger off at any moment if it really <laughs> wants to. And the videographer had no idea. And he was very much like, okay, well, we're going to get this close up. And I was like, okay, you're not unless you want the microphone to be completely shredded. Like that's not going to happen. So how else can we get this clip for you? And then at one point he was like, can you make it wink? Like, yeah, so that's not going to happen either <laughs> unless you want to poke him in the eye and then again, <laughs> lose your finger. And so it's understanding what it can do, what it can't do, what it's willing to do in, in putting it in a safe space, right? So I use that same example with people, right? Pushing some, some folks, you can push them to further limits, um, teach them new things, push them in new direction, switch their job, right? And other people, they very much have a niche. This is their passion. This is the space they want to be in, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the compassion piece and the understanding piece, knowing everyone's got different lives and different schedules, right? There might be a mom that needs to leave at noon to go pick up her kiddo. Well, you've got this other kid that's willing to stay till midnight. Okay, cool. But you have to understand the differences. Mm -hmm. So all of these things of animals has just been duplicated in people form now. <laughs> and But you started working for another company and or I should say your journey to where you are today, I think, started, right? Yeah. So tell us about that. Um, so I've worked with a couple of different companies throughout the years. I've worked with some that have had great cultures and some that have not. 
Um, one of which I think is the one that you're hinting at. I was working for a company and I was on a virtual call with one of my team members and there was this commotion happening behind her and I was trying to figure out what was going on. I realized that the CEO threw a chair across the room at one of the employees. I shouldn't be laughing, but now I think back yeah. and I'm like, Whoa. sometimes that's all you can do in right? situations like that. Yeah. And so in that moment, I just remember like looking at the screen, trying to figure out what was happening and then just going, I don't have to do this anymore. And figuring out, okay, I've worked with these great companies. I've worked with the companies that really need help. Like where are the common threads? Like where are the resources? How can they be better? Do they even know that they need to be better? And that's kind of when the the pendulum and the brain waves, like everything started going of like, how can I help these companies to not be that guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's how a lot of really cool businesses start where someone goes, it doesn't have to be like this. Mm-hmm. It's a, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. And it feels like that was the moment because you've told us that story before. Yeah. That was a moment where you're like, mm, no, yeah. I don't have to stay here. And anybody could be thinking that at any moment, like a business owner should realize that yeah. or a leader should realize that, that they, they're there because they want to be, but they could quickly change their mind. Oh, for sure. And sometimes, I mean, I should say a lot of times, the the company leader, the CEO, the COO, they're so far removed from the culture and the people that they, they don't get it. They don't understand that at the end of the day, or maybe they don't want to understand that at the end of the day, these are people. I don't care how much technology comes into play and AI comes into play. They're people. They're humans. And now these people are standing up for themselves, I feel like, much more than they did in the past. I mean, I think of my dad. My dad worked in the car industry. He was a frame technician. So he was the one that, like, put your car back into the the way it should be after it was in a car accident. Guarantee my dad hated his job. He, he didn't care, though. He went to work, did his job, came home so he could put food on the table for our family. Mm-hmm. Guarantee he hated it the entire time. Probably was very good at it, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now people, I feel like, are making these decisions more often, which is why it's so important for companies to focus on the culture side of things because people are making those decisions more often. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have another question here, but I want to ask the, the al- alternate side to it. This is We do want to know um, what has been the biggest reward um, in working mm-hmm. and doing what you do. But also, what has been maybe the biggest shock or the biggest challenge that you helped someone overcome in their business culture? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the rewards I love is the more I dive into this space, the more I'm connected with more resources. And so instead of having company owners and business owners sitting at their house Googling, because really that's what they're, they're just Googling this shit online of like, Mm -hmm. how do I improve company culture? DEI, they don't even know what the E stands for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like all of these things, I am just surrounded with all of these resources. And so to be able to make these connections and make them fast so that the companies aren't wasting time searching and Googling. Yeah. And money Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, And to be able to connect them to resources that are very unique and very different that they maybe wouldn't have thought about. Like, Mm -hmm. what are they thinking of to Google? A lot of the resources that I have to help support with communication or mental Mm -hmm. health, they're not things that a company 
would ever think to Google. So that's mm-hmm. been such a cool thing to be able to kind of be like the Superman when it comes to matching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wanna, and the, let's come back to that. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I want to dive into that because mm-hmm. I know yeah. from some of our other discussions, there are some very interesting solutions that have emerged yeah. to address culture. And I think one of the biggest uh, challenges of being a consultant is when you sit down and you say, I'm a consultant. People say, well, what makes you, makes you an expert mm-hmm. in what you do? But the difference with you is that you bring this wealth of resources. It's not just what you've experienced or what you can deliver. It's mm-hmm. this just incredible amount of resources behind you. Yeah. But you told us there are some very interesting you wouldn't believe this, but it's true sort of culture resources out there. So because I think most people think like, so what are we going to do? Team building yeah. exercises. So give us a few examples of those resources. Yeah. And, and one zinger, one like, yeah, this is, is really a thing. Cool. Um, and yeah, so with the resources, um, there's a couple that I know companies would never Google. Um, one of which is there's a couple of companies and individuals that do graphic note taking. So they'll actually come in to your meetings and your board meetings and all day retreats, whatever it is, and they will graphically document the entire day. So that way you're not just typing notes. You have that, you know, executive assistant in the corner typing away, bored to tears, right? Um, They are actually graphically noting the whole day, the whole process, and then they're the ones to recap it at the end of the day. So now you have an outside perspective that's just been secretly listening the whole time. And instead of having somebody internally recapping, you get that outside perspective and you get this beautiful virtual representation. So now you've got the written notes from somebody on your team, that recap from somebody outside, these beautiful virtual notes. And then a lot of times what they're doing is they're taking all of that and then that becomes like a pamphlet or or that becomes their recap at the end of the year, like whatever it is. And that way everyone can hold on to it. So that's one that I know, like no one's thinking of that when they think of, oh, our communication is an issue, right? Well, I'm going to dive in and figure out what do you mean by communication? And then is this a solution that could help? Maybe it's just the communication and the engagement in meetings in particular, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another one that I would say kind of fits under the the zinger Um, There is a company that we're partnering with as a resource that focuses on ketamine-assisted therapy. And for a while, I feel like even I personally didn't put these two together. I looked at it as very much like, oh, this is something for mental health and for the personal side of things, um, which it is. The ketamine-assisted therapy helps with PTSD, anxiety, depression, headaches, all kinds of things. Um, Very focused on the mental health side, obviously. The really neat part is when you do tie it in with the workplace, there's a couple of HR companies that I've been talking with and working with. They love this as an option, which is crazy to me. It shows a really Mm -hmm. cool elevation in the HR space, um, evolution in the HR space. But they love this because if you have an employee that's disengaged, Um, high depression. They're probably spending a lot of money on depression meds. Who's paying for the depression meds? Well, the company is, right, Mm -hmm. through medical coverage. And so doing something like this ketamine-assisted therapy 
you do that a couple of times, you now get that employee more focused, more engaged at work, and off these meds. And as the employer, now you win. You get a, a better person showing up to work as a whole person. And behind the scenes, you're saving money now on all of their depression meds. So that's a, a kind of a cool zinger one that I think is, again, you're not going to Google that when you're trying to figure out how to help engage an employee. You're not going to be like, yeah. oh, how do I, do I give them drugs? Like, yeah. that's not what you're Googling. Yeah. Special K for mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> not, not something most businesses are going to. So let's, let's do kind of reverse engineer that. Okay. You know, so what... What kinds of things are businesses and leaders experiencing that leads them eventually to you? Mm-hmm. What What is their, like, if a business owner is Googling how to help my employees become more engaged, they're trying to come up with, what do I Google? Mm-hmm. What is their world like before they come to you and ask for resources? Yeah, sometimes they'll have an idea. It might be a particular space of the company. They want um, higher engagement. They want to work on turnover, and they don't really know how that connects to things, right? Um, there might be something that happened in the workplace, and they know we've had a couple of folks have somebody die in their family, right? We need to give them mental health resources to support them in that space. Sometimes there are specific things happening, Um a lot of it is the mental health side right now. I'm seeing a lot of just disengaged, tired, drained, mm-hmm. stressed employees. So how do you help on that side, the engagement and the mental health piece? Um, turnover, right? We talked about this just a minute ago. You have employees that they they don't want to deal with it anymore. So if that company is not setting the bar high and they're not fully supporting their staff and flexible schedules and things like that, they're going to peace out. They're going to leave. So I see a lot of companies when they get to that point of, hey, we need to figure out why do we have such turnover um, when they need to figure out the engagement piece. And um, and sometimes they really don't know that space. They just know, okay, we, <laughs> we need to figure out something. Um, the other space that I would say I, I get some companies lately is this DEI space. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from the board, right? The board mm-hmm. says, we need to be more diverse. We need to focus on DEI. And then these companies come to me, the funny part being that their board is a bunch of old white dudes. No offense, I love old white dudes, but... <laughs> do that, you now? If that's your... <laughs> I do. Um, but if, if that's what is pushing you, right, mm-hmm. well, then you have a lot of other things you need to evaluate too, yeah. right? Um, so those kind of tend to be some of the main areas. Uh, another area, actually, one other area that has been big in conversations is this work from home in-person thing. I will probably die on this mountain that you do not have to be in person with your staff to have a good culture. You Mm -hmm. absolutely don't. And so many companies have this very old school mentality of thinking that everybody has to be in person so you can see them. If you hired the wrong person and they're going to slack off, they're going to slack off at your house, at their house, and they're also going to slack off in the office. Mm-hmm. Just because you're there and you're watching them doesn't mean anything. If you hired the wrong person, you hired the wrong person, mm-hmm. no matter where they're working, right? Mm-hmm. So that's another one, too, is I will I'll stand on this mountain of needing to have a flexible workplace for companies. So what if a company is—because I could see a business owner going, 
oh, we have this con- this problem that continues to rise up mm-hmm. and rear its ugly head, and then it seems to go away and get better, and then it comes back and it's just recurring, and it's just, what is going on? Either employees aren't engaged or high turnover mm-hmm. or conflict or whatever it is just keeps happening. What Have you ever gone into a company who was seeking out your help and your resources mm-hmm. and you found immediately it's you? It's actually you. <laughs> and did they respond well to that or not? Ooh. <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, because I've I've worked in a lot of companies and for companies that that was the case. Um, and I've brought it to others' attention. And it gets tricky, too, if there's, like, no HR person. And it's like, well, the person you would tell is the person who the Hired problem is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thankfully, I haven't had that any time recently where there's been an issue like that. Um, the nice part is that whenever it's come up that maybe the issue is a person, thankfully, and I hope this stays the case at least for a little bit, um, thankfully it's been somebody else has brought me in, maybe at that leadership level, and then we can identify okay, it's this individual, because then we can be a little more tactful about the resources that we support them with, leadership development and things like that. I know it's going to come when it's one-on-one and I have to be like, hey, you're the problem. (laughs) I've mentally prepared for that on how to be tactful about it. And it really is just trying to support them as a person, Mm -hmm. right? Not, Not blatantly saying, you're the problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> but bringing in tools and resources just to say, hey, if we develop you and we grow you, that's going to transcend into the rest of your team. I and love that. So then tech. people don't need to be afraid of you coming in no. and targeting them. No. Like, no, we don't want her in here because what if it's me? You know, they don't yeah. have to be afraid of that. Plus, hopefully, we all want to become better and better at being leaders and yeah. loving mm-hmm. the people that work with us and devote their the majority of their time to our businesses. Yeah. You know, so and I there, love what you do. I think it's awesome. Thank you. And there can be, you know, leadership support and leadership development, um, whether I'm encouraging it, whether another staff member is encouraging it. Because at the end of the day, yes, this culture is built through different levels, and it's also from the person at the top, right? So it's got to be who, whoever is at the top. They have to be completely bought in on this. And so that kind of goes along with like some of the companies I don't work with mm-hmm. are the companies that don't think that there is a problem or they don't want to address the problem. Then those are the ones that I don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to know, okay, we're ready. We need to identify some areas of growth, and we need to be ready to tackle it full on. Out of curiosity, do you have any resources that are focused on individuals' physical wellness, physical strength? Yes. You do. Yeah. And um, resources that will help both sides in the workplace, right? How do we support them in the workplace to take breaks, get better furniture, that sort of thing on the physical side, and then also outside of the workplace. So what does that look like when you're working from home? Maybe it maybe it really is the chair, the break in your day, um, 
gym memberships, things like that. So there's a lot of partnerships. We can tackle it from both angles, nice. from with the whole company together or individually when you're at home. Yeah, we believe that. that. We, we believe that. We live that. Kristen and I live that about physical fitness and that physical strength and how it relates yeah. to confidence and momentum and energy and drive and creativity and just having a next level of energy. Mm-hmm. And I know a couple of our girls, like, go to the gym, regular, like, we're just, we love it. Yeah. Like, I got to go. I got to get off this call. I'm going to the gym. We're like, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's very much a part of our culture. Well, and the fact that you guys are so supportive of that, that right there is huge kudos to you guys, right? You understand that your people are the things that are running this business and mm-hmm. and helping your team thrive is by allowing them to be unique and on their own individually. And then also as a as a big team, your accountability partners to each other. So absolute kudos to you guys for recognizing who's doing what, who has what goals, and setting those parameters. If a meeting ends at 11 and then Jen's going to go to the gym afterwards, mm-hmm. then let's end the meeting at 11 yeah. and not dilly-dally so she can then go – be her better self outside yeah. of the office too. Or I've worked in companies where they just shame you. Yeah. They shame you for doing anything like that when yeah. it's work hours. Like, yeah. Get it when Isn't this job more important to you than the gym? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and how do you support that? I've also worked at companies where there's a gym in the office and you can like take a break, mm-hmm. go run and then come back. I don't know how people come back looking like normal humans because I I don't I could they never weren't do running it. I yeah they were power walking yes <laughs> I could never in the middle of the day go run and then come back and be like hey guys ready for the next meeting not happening <laughs> kudos to those people though but another at least a little bit of an angle right but if you're gonna have a gym in your office then you also have to truly back that and allow them take that break in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. to go on the treadmill or power walk or do yoga Mm -hmm. right don't just build the gym there and have the trainer there and then not get off the calls on time yeah and then not support them in that yeah I have a question on how you manage your own energy in this space because I was totally gonna ask that (laughs) of course you were because we share a brain you guys are (laughs) one in the same we really do (laughs) sometimes I wonder who am I talking to? Yeah. Who am I texting? It doesn't matter. They're yeah. the same person. Yeah. It, it happens matter. all the time. It happens all the time. So I was thinking about when you were training animals. Yeah. Your energy, what you're putting out has such an effect in that environment. And I know energy works the same way in a professional environment. So if you're going into a stressed, people are overwhelmed, people are looking at you with this, I've lost all hope, Mm -hmm. expression in their eyes, and it's person after person after person, or there's this big disconnect between what the leadership thinks is happening and then what people are saying, kind of those frontline people. How do you protect your own energy to not kind of take that on, right? And you go home and you go, oh, I'm just so weighed down. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard. I'm a very, very empathetic person. And especially when I go into these companies to help them, I go into the company to help the people. The CEO, okay, maybe the CEO is part of that, right? And the COO. But when I'm coming in, I'm really trying to get at the meat and at the root of what's happening and the team that is frontline dealing with it, 
right? And so I really come in trying to focus on them and then moving up. And sometimes it's hard because some of the stuff that's going on, and if it is really bad, I can empathize. I've been in some companies with great, great culture, and I've been in companies where I've gotten screamed at by a boss in front of 40 students before and throwing chairs and not letting you off a meeting on time and and things like that. So I can empathize in some of those moments. Um, I just have to really make sure I'm practicing these things. So the same resources I'm giving to these companies, a lot of these resources I am tapping into Mm. on my own. Um, There is a coaching company that is a resource that we have. And I went on the retreat. Now I'm like mind blown because I'm like, okay, game changer, right? I experienced that. So now I can talk about it. Um, Same thing with the ketamine assisted therapy. It was a conversation with the company and some HR folks. I tried it. So I can now talk on that and know, yeah, this this helps. So I think that's a huge part of it is a lot of these resources, if I can, I am taking the initiative and I'm, I'm using these resources too because they apply in the workplace and they apply outside of work mm-hmm. in most scenarios as well. It does double duty because yeah. you can experience it and the better you can experience it, the better you can, I don't want to say it, but sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Or communicate its value, I guess, is a better way to say it. Yeah. And then I understand when I'm working with companies, I can understand, okay, maybe this coach is better for you because it's a male and it's in person. Or maybe you really want a female coach. And and so that angle, right, if I can experience and connect with these resources as well, then it allows me to, like you said, I'm I'm kind of like a mini salesperson for all of these resources in a weird way, because I get to to talk on them. I've vetted them. You're a resource dealer. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I like this. Like, what do you got? Culture tools. Yeah, exactly. Can I have a name tools? tag that says this? <laughs> I like this a lot. But it's true, because I get to vet them. And there's only been two companies so far that I've said no to, that we we don't partner and I don't share them as a resource. Mm-hmm. But it's because I, I get to try it. I get to dive in. I get to vet them. And then I get to decide, okay, cool, this is a beautiful resource, or nope, we're not going to use you. So sometimes I'm sure uh, I can imagine that you would go into a company or someone would reach out to you and you're just not able to help them maybe, or they're not that you're not able to help them. I said that wrong. They're not receptive to change for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And the, the people are just going to leave. And Mm -hmm. that's just going to happen. So what about them? You know, I know you care about them. Mm -hmm. You were one of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's kind of where your heart for this whole thing comes from, which I love because you're going to the level where you can actually make an impact. Yeah. As opposed to one by one by one, you're making a much wider impact. But I know you still have advice for that one person who they're done. You Mm -hmm. know, they're just like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't like this. There's got to be something better out there for me, mm-hmm. but maybe they're afraid to make a change or they've always wanted to follow their passion, but they just, it, it doesn't seem real. Maybe, you know, what, what advice would you have for them? You're a very aspirational person as well <laughs> as an empathetic person. Yeah. Um, those companies that just don't get it, right. They don't want to invest the time, the money, the resources, whatever. Those are not the rest- the companies that we're going to work with, right. We're going to work with the ones that 
want to try and make change and make an impact. Now, if the company as a whole isn't on board with making the change, and to your question, right, what about the staff that's there? There's a really cool piece of what I'm building that I didn't plan in the very beginning, and that's a podcast, and that's the events. So those events allow the opportunity to bring all of these resources and individuals into one space. So maybe their company just isn't getting it. Maybe they've really tried to get their company to try with some other resources and they're just not. There's these other options so that they can learn about the resources that we have and be part of that community so that they still feel supported. And they it doesn't have to be a whole company thing top down. There's a lot of folks that are starting to come to some of these events that are job searchers. And I was going to say, yep. that is brilliant. It's And again, it's a space that I didn't necessarily see happening. And now that it is, I'm like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So some job searchers that are coming because they're seeing the other companies in the room that are invested in learning about the resources. Mm-hmm. And then the individuals that are, like to your question, right, they are just searching for what can I do? Okay, so I work for a really crummy company. But guess what? They pay me really well. I have to pay the bills for my family. This is where I'm stuck right now. And what else can I do to help myself through this? And like I said, a lot of these resources are there to help individuals too. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot that we can connect people to resources to help them individually, Mm -hmm. even if their company as a whole isn't on board. And maybe as they become healthier in whatever way that they need to, mm-hmm. we're, we're about, we've all been there, then they might grow a little bit stronger and more confident to yeah. maybe step out of that environment because you don't have to be in that environment. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do understand you sometimes feel stuck and mm-hmm. maybe are financially or for whatever reason, but that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love what you do. And you love what you do, right? I really do. That's, that's what makes you inspiring. It's it's so cool because I haven't, I've always loved parts of my jobs, Um, it's been really tricky though, because I've either really loved the company or I've really loved my job. Mm -hmm. Those two things didn't necessarily align all the time. I love my job and maybe my boss wasn't great and didn't have a good culture or vice versa. And so it's really been a long time since I was training animals and training macaws and polar bears that I was really excited about the place I worked and the work that I was doing. So it it is a really interesting space to be in now because I'm, like, really excited to do the things mm-hmm. I'm doing. I'm like, is this okay? <laughs> and you get to build it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you do things with your own hands, it's very therapeutic. And essentially, that's what we're doing when we're building mm-hmm. a business. Yeah. So everyone needs to listen to your podcast. So mm-hmm. where can they find that? They can find it on all the places. <laughs> on all the places. <laughs> all the places. It's Culture Crush Business Podcast. And that's another one of those resources that's really good mm-hmm. for those individuals, right? You get in the car, you drive to the job that maybe you're dreading, but at least in the car you're going to get some tidbits. You're going to get some tips. You're going to learn about resources that you can utilize on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And just as much as leaders can. Mm-hmm. So I feel culture is one of those things that it's hard to understand. It's a little vague. It's yeah. maybe people have different definitions. Well, we know people have different definitions, right? The they very don't know why degree. they need it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really know if I have a problem where I start and how big my problem or how much my problem is affecting me. Mm-hmm. And so I feel the the podcast is an amazing place 
to get a better understanding of if you're a leader or owner of a company, Mm -hmm. what is your definition of Mm -hmm. a podcast? Like what is, you know, what is Amber and Kristen's from Mm -hmm. that aspect? Like how are we defining it? Definition of culture, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love what you just said though about, like I was like running through everybody in her head. I'm like, does he like his job? And do you have a good call? Does she like her job? She, like I, I, we can like, inventory our yeah, friends and family. No, it's really good, and even just the people on our team. Yeah, like it's 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 more to us. We want more than them just liking their job. We, yeah, yeah. We're we're proud of the culture that we have, mm-hmm. and I know you're so sweet. You tell us, you know, it's, it's a tribute to you. And, but at the same time, I think it's because of our team, you know, each of them together, they contribute their own team or their own thing to the culture. Mm -hmm. And it's just developed into this really beautiful thing. It's really cool. I love it. It's like stone soup. Everybody's put in their own little ingredients. (laughs) Exactly. It's very tasty. It's a tasty culture. I love that. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, the podcast, I wanted to bring that up because as business owners, especially if you don't have a partner, like I'm blessed with, um, you feel alone. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm just trying to figure this thing out, you know. And the last guest that we just had, you know, he's he does talk to his wife, but he's like, sometimes I can lose my cool. And he's yeah. a really cool guy. He's like a really sweet guy. But, yeah, he just kind of has that personality where he just – he's a chef. And okay. they're kind of known for being hot in the kitchen, yeah. you know. So, um, so anyways, but, you know, a good person like that mm-hmm. who just needs to kind of be enlightened – about maybe some better ways to do things can get that off of your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. That's really cool. And somebody like him, like he's a great example of somebody that's trying to find that network Mm -hmm. and those other people that are in his same shoes, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to be connecting well if it's a group of young 20-year-olds, right? He needs to be with CEOs, Mm -hmm. other restaurant chefs and owners and things like that. So Listening to the podcast is great. Coming to events is great. And then really it's just connecting with us, like reaching out to me because as you're talking, I'm already, of course, thinking in my head. I'm like, oh, I have a resource for him that focuses on business leaders that are male, that are very kind of alone and isolated and can't have these conversations with their wives and their kids, Right. And so as you're talking, I'm already like, oh, I have a resource for him. <laughs> That's awesome. See, yeah. there comes out the resource. It's like I got an app for that. <laughs> yes. I have a resource for that. I have a resource for that. Well, we could talk all day. Yeah. But we do have to end at some point. <laughs> but you know what? When we stop recording, we'll continue the conversation. And um, you do events. Mm-hmm. We know that we're going to be tomorrow. You're going to be at Women's Entrepreneur Network, which whoever's listening to this probably already missed it because it's not going to air right away. However, <laughs> When's your next event that they can attend or how can they just keep up on when your events are? Yeah. Where can they find those? Yeah. So the next event is October 16th. Okay. And this event is, they're always different themes. So we do a little bit of networking and connection and then we have some speaking pieces to it. This one's focused on isolation and true connection. So it definitely aligns with companies as a whole and those individuals that really just want to kind of find the resources to help them. Um, The Surgeon General has said, hey, isolation is a big thing that we need to focus Mm -hmm. on. So that's what this next event is. And so they can find that on the website. It's Culture Crush Business. There's an event spot that you drop down. You can see all that. And then all of this stuff is on social media too, Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting and fun space because I've kind of done these things backwards. Mm -hmm. There is a social media. It's growing. It's very exciting. 
it probably started with like my family members. They always, <laughs> always do. Does. Right? Every successful business does. Right? But they can find you on LinkedIn as well, right? Yes. Kinder yeah, Maples yeah. on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. I'm all over LinkedIn. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We adore you. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Thanks, Kendra. Yay. That's a wrap for today's journey on Inspired After Hours. We hope our conversations have offered you unique insights and ignited your own aspirations. Remember, every story we share is a beacon of wisdom meant to inspire your own path. Stay with us as we continue to delve into the lives of successful leaders. Subscribe to stay tuned and join us next time on Inspired After Hours. Until then, stay inspired.